But again, remember the basics of all this. It's Romans 2 all the way back here. We're teaching them in the Love Walk on Saturdays as well. He said, are you shamefully ignorant of the fact that the goodness of God is intended to draw your hearts and minds to do repentance? And again, in other words, God's plan is, remember, if you actually see this stuff, it will cause you to want to serve him, not want to go away from him. But this is why later on in the difficult passages of Hebrews, see, this is why you can't really teach people from Hebrews 6 onward. Not really the heavy stuff in there about treading underfoot the blood of Christ a second time or he that's tasted of the heavenly gifts to come, how shall he again, you know, there's no other sacrifice to offer up. Those things can be explained, but not to young and baby Christians. But those things are being spoken to people who have tasted of what we're talking about right here. Because then to turn your back, to know all of this, to actually have a revelation of it from heaven, and then to choose to continue to go against God, then you are put in a position, and this is not contradicting what I just said, but people do put themselves in a position where there will be a severe judgment come upon them. Not an eternal judgment, but a temporal judgment and something that's going to affect them for a while, even in heaven. Now that may shake you up big time, but don't worry about it because we can't explain it right now. You're just going to have to trust me. Heaven has different levels. There's different, I don't mean purgatory. There's no such thing as purgatory. You will have made it and you'll be there. But what we do on this earth determines the level of authority we have in heaven. Remember he said, if you've been faithful over one city, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to make you faithful over five. There's, we are kings that Jesus is king of. Remember, we're lords that he's lord of. You and I, I mean, this earth is still going to be here, you know. In fact, this earth is going to be heaven. Did you know that? Oh, well, I've got you shook up now. I'm not going to explain any of it to you. I'm just going to watch you just go, huh? I'll figure it out later. But let's keep going. But I want you to just read your Bible. What's verse 9 say? Therefore, since we are now justified, acquitted and made righteous and brought into right relationship with God by Christ, but how much more certain? How much more certain? How much more certain is it that we should be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God? Now, I'm going to just keep reading, like I said, because we have to basically read several verses, but this is why I'm going slow. Romans is a heavy book. You need to meditate on it. It's not something you just read one verse at a time. Verse 10, for if while we were enemies, now just think of the logic of what Paul's trying to say. If when you were an enemy, just living ugly, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled, and reconciled means again, brought back into a right relationship with the Lord. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain. In the book of Romans, there are seven much mores. There's 45 much mores in the New Testament. And all of them are talking about how huge what God has done. He hasn't done more. He's done much more. And again, you have to almost yell it to say it correctly, they say. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled, and you have been reconciled already if you're born again. It is much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be saved and daily delivered from sin's dominion. 
through his resurrection life. Now remember, this is Romans 5. Is that right? Like I said, it's good to read the whole thing. He's going to get to Romans 8 and three chapters later, and he's going to say that it's going to be through the power of the Holy Spirit that you're going to learn how to habitually deaden and deprive of power all these evil impulses that are still lurking in your flesh and blood body. But see, what you have to see is what's happened to your spirit. And like I've already referred to, you know, your flesh, your body still reacts to outside stimuluses. It still wants to do stupid things. Your mind still runs crazy. That's what I mean. See, you have to follow it all the way through. He's laying a whole foundation. He's working for Romans 3, 4, 5. He's going to go into 6 and 7 about how you, what your flesh is like. Your flesh is an instrument that sin plays, just like some man will play a guitar, play a keyboard. The sin principle that's still at home in every person's body will play your body like an instrument. Just play it and make a song, make, play any song on it it wants to until you learn to do what Romans 12 says which is bring that body into subjection. Amen? Present your body as a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, if when you see how this whole thing ties together, he's building a case here, but first things first, you've got to see what's happened in your spirit. We're not talking about your flesh. We're not talking about your soul. We're talking about what God's done in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen? Are you with me? Just... Humor me and say you're with me a little bit anyhow. <laughs> For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God to the death of his son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be saved and daily delivered. That's a good confession to make. Hallelujah, today I am going to be, I'm daily delivered from sin's dominion. I'm daily delivered from sin's dominion through the resurrection life of Jesus Christ that's at work in my spirit. I do not have to bow to sin. And that's why Romans 6 is going to say sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Verse 11. Not only so, but we also rejoice and we exultingly glory in God, in His love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received and enjoy our reconciliation. I mean, do you see how many verses just in Romans 12 so far are talking about what you possess now? Right? Just nod your head and again, humor me. Are you noticing how many verses? What's he trying to drive home? He's trying to drive home what you actually have now. But see, remember, it's what you have. Now listen, listen, look at me. It's what you have. You are not your body and are not your head. You are your spirit. Your spirit is what we're talking about here. Remember that we are a spirit. We are. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. But we are a spirit. Your spirit's going to live forever. Everybody's spirit is eternal. They're going to live forever in one of two places, heaven or hell. But see, your spirit's already been reconciled back into God. Your spirit has. I said your spirit has. Hallelujah. You're a new creation, a new species of being that never existed before. This is the mystery of godliness that Paul was given to preach. 95% of the body of Christ doesn't understand what I'm sharing with you tonight. 
They never teach it. Not really. Do you hear me? They just go to church. We're supposed to be nice to one another. And we're supposed to go tell people about Jesus. And we're supposed to take care of people's kids. And we're supposed to, you know, talk to homeless people and feed them and go on missions trips. And all that's fine, but that's still 30% and 60% Christianity. And again, you have to ask yourself the question, with that kind of teaching, have you actually ever legitimately seen any cities changed? It's because somebody has to wake up to who they are. Who they are. Romans 1 starts all the way in the back where Paul said, all of creation has been subjected to futility, not because of its own will, but because all creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God who we are. All of creation is waiting for somebody to wake up and discover who they are so that it can be released from its bondage and come into the possession of the sons and daughters of God. Boy, I can tell you some stories there. You got that way of the spirit there on that thing about praying in tongues, but I'm telling you, Creation itself is waiting for somebody to understand that they have authority. They can command that stuff to bring forth its fruit. Hallelujah. Anyhow, let's keep going.